What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Triple H podcast. Happy Hour Hoops. It's giveaway day, guys. It's the day you guys have all been waiting for. Some some of you guys might even be tuned in just for our giveaway, just for the game time gift card giveaway presented by Winstreaks. Happy Hour Hoops is presented by Winstreaks. And that is what we're going to start with today because we are so excited. Uh, you guys know the deal. Happy Hour Hoops is our presenting or Winstreaks is our presenting sponsor for Happy Hour Hoops. Uh, if you guys don't know by now, it's simple. You pick teams to win games, accumulate points, and then win cash prizes. Win streaks is 100% free to play. You can make up to five picks per day across all sports, NBA, NFL, NHL. College hoops is in the thick of it right now, so I've been doing a lot of that on win streaks. The contest runs every week from Monday to Sunday. Use our code HHH when you sign up. And for those people who have been doing that over the last few shows, we have a wheel for you to select the game time gift card winner. And Jake is going to reveal that now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's spinning, folks. The suspense is crazy. And. <laughs> We got B Bartlett 32 is the winner of the game time gift card, $50 game time gift card, courtesy of win streaks. Congratulations, B Bartlett 32 win streaks. will send that over to you in the next day or two. Very exciting stuff. Love starting the show with win streaks. Love starting the show with a little giveaway. Um, But we can start the real basketball talk with a trade that happened on a on a Wednesday. Just a casual Wednesday trade in the NBA. Because Guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, news broke before the podcast. I know. Yeah, yes, it's it's broke before the Isn't that show. crazy? It happened while we're talking right now. <laughs> like, it happened and we were like, oh my God, we could put this right at the top. It's a win. We were planning... We were planning yesterday too to be like talk about potential trade rumors. Yeah, they were revolving Pascal. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about potential <laughs> trades, teams that might involve what we think it'll take, and they saved us. They saved us. We actually Adam, got a deal. Adam Silver was like, let's throw those boy, boys over at HHH a bone and uh, push this trade through <laughs> so they can talk about it live on the pod. So if you guys haven't alluded uh, or understood what we were talking about, it's the Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. It's the biggest trade we've probably had this year, right? And oh, yeah. Yeah. it's it's super exciting, man. I mean, Pascal looking to get out of Toronto for a while. Toronto looking to move on from Pascal for a bit. Uh, Halliburton and Siakam is going to be such an exciting duo. It sucks that we have to wait to see Halliburton. Yeah. Um, with Pascal, but yeah. it's just an, an immediate upgrade for this already rising team in the Pacers. And the trade details are that Bruce Brown and three first-round picks essentially are sent to the Toronto Raptors. New Orleans also, the Pelicans found their way in, into this deal in a third team, and sure. they are <laughs> sending Kyra Lewis to the Raptors. Uh, kind of a non-factor there, but yeah, I mean, this is insane. Bruce Brown already, you know, kind of rumored to get moved out of Toronto as well. It's looking like he might get moved to a contender. But, I mean, w- we saw the report last night. But what was your guys' first thoughts when you when you thought it actually went through? 
if it wasn't the Mavs, I'm happy it's the Pacers, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I had always wanted Pascal to go to the Mavs. If that'd be a great fit. But you guys know how much I love the Pacers. You guys know how much I've loved the moves the Pacers have been making for a couple of years. You know how much I've loved that everyone's finally starting to realize how good Tyrese Halliburton is. And now we're getting another guy that I feel like a lot of people just don't realize how good Pascal Siakam is. And I'll be honest with you guys, when I was first on this pod, I'm talking years ago, I brought up Pascal. You guys were not the biggest Pascal Siakam no. fans in the world. And I had to be like, trust me, this is this guy is a baller, and he's just kept improving year after year. Now he's probably in the best spot he has since probably the you know championship team when Kawhi was in Toronto. And people forget, you know, as good as Kawhi was, Pascal was the number two guy right there, and he had a great, great postseason. This is the perfect piece for this Indiana Pacers team. A young team, another guy who can, you know, kind of take a little bit of pressure off Tyrese when Halliburton's back, but also kind of help this team when Tyrese isn't there because the Pacers, it's looked night and day when Tyrese is healthy and when he's not healthy, how this team performs. Now you get another guy who is a star caliber player. I want to say, you know, he's like almost a superstar. I think he's almost at that tier kind of where Tyrese is, right? Where I'm not going to put him as a mega, mega superstar, but he's definitely a guy you, you can build around. He's definitely a guy you want as one of your core pieces. And it's just another another piece that's added to this team, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. He's going to help this team with defense, which is a huge, a huge boost that they needed. He also can score off the dribble. He can create his own shot, but he can do a little bit of everything. And I think that's the, the best fit for the Pacers because I think that, you know, kind of four or five hybrid role was kind of the uncertain area for Indiana. They played Obi Toppin a little bit there. He comes off the bench every now and then. Jalen Smith, Miles Turner, but Miles Turner loves to get into foul trouble. And Miles Turner is kind of more of a true center than that four or five hybrid, even though he's got the offensive ability. Pascal's a guy who could be a mismatch. He's he's nice. Yeah. He's not easy to guard. He can he can handle the ball himself too. And the Pacers are saying, hey, you know what? Like they were kind of a year ahead last year where it's like this team's better than people thought. Then they started off this year red hot. And the Pacers are like, you know what? We're just going to go with this this young core we have and see what we can get. And I love that, right? You trade away three first-round picks. Pascal said he only wants to be traded to a team he has the intention of re-signing with after the season. So it looks like Pascal probably could be locked in for this team's future. And now you look at some of the young players in this team, right? You got Halliburton, you got Nemhart, you got Mathard, you got Siakam's not young, but definitely part of the core. Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, we'll see what happens with them. I think they stick around. And we were talking about this Pacers team a year ago, pretty much about blowing it up. Do they trade Turner and Heald? And now it's like, no, they're trading picks. They want to win with this team. And mm -hmm. I love it. I really, I really love it. You know how much I love Pascal. You know how much I love the Pacers. So I told you, this is this is a great fit for me. I, I have already claimed the Pacers as my East team. This, I mean, this seals it. This puts it in the vault. Lock it up. Pacers are my East team. I got to wear my Halliburton uh, jersey on the next show just to show how loyal I am to this Indiana team because I love it. I can't wait to watch Pacers. Love it, Jake. It's what were you thinking? I was really happy for Steve. That was my first, <laughs> first reaction. Really naturally, happy, naturally happy for Steve. Not every, I mean, that was everything. Echo everything that you just said about the basketball fit and everything else. I don't think that they make this trade without some kind of assurance that Pascal is going to resign right. with them. So I feels like, and he's going to get. You can get the extra year there and everything else. And why wouldn't you want to be on this team for the long term and play? with a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. We've seen what Pascal Siakam can do when he has another star with him and a star point guard with him. Uh, so that this is a guy who 
maybe it's still, I mean, maybe the best days of his basketball are still ahead of him. This feels like, it really just feels like they are a perfect pairing together. And especially with Halliburton doesn't turn over the ball ever, whose assist to turnover ratio is godly. Like he's going to be able to set up Miles Turner and Pascal Siakam so well in this offense, not to, not to mention all the shooters that they have on this team surrounding all those guys. This is a team that now you look at, right now they're sitting at sixth in the East, but we talked about the East. It's it's the usual suspects at the top with the with the three teams, the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Bucks. But this is a team that might be able to crash that party and really yeah. be included in uh, in those conversations as they start to round into form. Obviously, we need Halliburton to get back healthy and get back to rolling uh, once he is healthy. But if this team can kind of mesh Siakam in immediately, and it feels like, I mean, it, it feels like he will be able to fit into this offense and kind of what yeah. they're doing perfectly, mm-hmm. seamlessly almost. That's a dangerous team and a team that, Dunny, I'm sure you don't want to see in the second round of the playoffs this year. I don't think any of those other teams would want to see in the second round of the playoffs because of the pace that they play at. And now the fact that they have two guys. And Siakam, one of the things that, and I don't know if you, I don't remember if you just mentioned this, Steve, but Siakam's a good playmaker too. Like this is a guy who can do Mm -hmm. everything on the court. He's going to help them defensively. He's going to score at a high clip, probably a higher, one of the highest clips of his career, I imagine playing with Halliburton, a guy who is an incredibly willing passer. Halliburton's scoring numbers might drop, but he might be – like the assist numbers are going to be crazy. He could have the triple-double numbers are going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be nuts for this team. So, yeah, it's a it's a huge win for the Pacers. For the Raptors side, it's an interesting deal because, like, maybe we'll see what the – like you mentioned, Bruce Brown potentially getting moved to a contender. So maybe they just gather up. Maybe they're just in gathering picks mode. And maybe this was the only deal what they were talking to teams that were willing to offer the three first-round picks. Right. Maybe everybody else was offering two young guys and two first-round picks, and Masai just decided, I want those picks. I want to be loaded up. I want a war chest of assets. And they'll have that after this and a Bruce Brown trade because Bruce Brown – that was my first thought, and I'm glad that you mentioned that he's uh, – going to potentially get moved to a contender because I just felt bad for him. Like, he felt like a great fit for this Pacers yeah. team, but it feels like a guy who should be on a on a contending team this year. But that's another guy who can get you another first-round pick, you yeah. know, and, and, a, and a young guy, too. So the Raptors really looking to blow it up, really looking to kind of start accumulating those assets and build around Scotty Barnes. And if that's what they wanted was the, the most amount of picks from this Pacers team or from any team, I think it's a win-win all around. And they weren't going to re-sign Pascal. We've been talking about the Raptors. Even last year, we were surprised that Fred Van Vliet stuck around and they got, and that they were continuing going on with this core. But now they, they move OG. They move Pascal. It's fine. It's a new era for the Raptors. And I'm kind of excited to see what we've heard about how great of a GM Messiah is. And he pulled off the Kawhi deal, won the title and everything else. Well, now it's a real rebuild. And let's see if he he's kind of – putting all the chips to the table here. Like you got to build a winner around Scotty Barnes or whatever else other moves they make. But I think they're set up pretty well for the future. So I think it's a win for both teams. I think for, for two guys, right. That you knew weren't going to be part of your future that had value OG Anobi and, and Pascal Siakam. You got a great return. You're talking yeah. about building around Scotty Barnes, but let's not forget how young RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly are. And also how have they have played? 
how they have played since they got to Toronto too. They look great. You talk about a team yeah. like the Toronto Raptors, and it's like, yeah, okay, they're blowing it up. They're accumulating a lot of picks. But at the same time too, they have three really talented young players. Kind of, and I'm not going to say it's the exact same situation, kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Oklahoma City Thunder did a few years ago. Like, we got some young guys. We're just mm-hmm. going to keep building these assets, keep accumulating picks, and just hope we hit in the draft because I don't think there's anyone at SGA's level, but R.J. Barrett was a, was a, was a number three overall pick. He's got yeah. untapped potential. Quickly has looked fantastic as a starter in Toronto. And then you have Scotty Barnes, who won Rookie of the Year, and it seems like this is his best season so far as a professional. So this is a team where I think, you know, you, you're going to lose a big guy like Pascal. You're going to lose a big asset there and probably not going to win as many games as you would if you kept him along this year. But you knew he wasn't resigning. Get what you can. And I think getting three first-rounders and then another asset in Bruce Brown that you could trade, you do that You do that all the time. You, you do that trade every single time. You have to. And uh, like I said, the other side of it, Indiana just got better. I mean, you look at, you know, starting fives. That's what I kind of like look to five or six man rotations for when, you know, we get to the playoffs. Like, all right, who's going to be playing at the end of games? Look at Indiana, one healthy Halliburton, either Buddy Heald or Benny Mathurin, probably right. Obi Toppin, Pascal Siakam, Miles Turner. That's damn good. That's really, yeah. that's really, really good. And, and and that's the athleticism, the speed, and not only that, the offensive ability. Everyone in that one through five can shoot. You know who else can do that? The Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks. Not mm-hmm. a lot of other teams in the East have a one through five that can all shoot like that. Philadelphia pretty much this year too, but that's that's impressive because if Indiana can run, they improve on defense, and then they have a one through five that can shoot. They can hang with these teams. You just got to get hot. Yeah, I, I, you brought it up the first time you were breaking down the trade, Steve, but I think this is so huge for a guy like Miles Turner because yeah. you mentioned he has been getting into foul trouble, and I feel like they, especially with Halliburton out recently, but they've kind of been leaning on him offensively mm-hmm. a lot more than I feel like he's comfortable with or than he's ever like had to in the past because Without Halliburton, it's kind of just him with a lot of younger guards and wings who haven't really had that much pressure on them before, at least being like ball handlers and top scorers. But you bring in a guy like Siakam to play next to Turner, and we could see the best basketball we've ever seen out of Turner. And they won't have to lean on him as much, but you know that maybe that means the fouls go down and he doesn't have to feel like he needs to try to attempt to block every shot if he has a guy like Siakam to rim protect with him. Um, so I love that for Turner individually. I know I've spoken about how I'm a big Miles Turner guy. You guys kind of laid it up perfectly for me. I predicted earlier this year, one of my bold predictions for the season that the Pacers would easily be a top six team in the East. They're mm-hmm. six right now and they just got pa- Pascal Siakam. Yeah. So I, I, I feel great about that bold prediction now. And, uh, Jake, I know you mentioned, you know, it's, it seems likely that Siakam will get re-signed by Indiana once he becomes a free agent. I, I'm not the best at understanding this stuff financially um, when these things happen in the NBA, but Bobby Marks, uh, who's a great follow on Twitter, kind of breaks this stuff down. Uh, I, I pulled this up. Pascal Siakam is on an expiring $37.9 million contract. He's eligible to sign a two-year $81 uh, million extension with Indiana up until June. June 30th, uh, but the Pacers also inherit his bird rights and can sign him for five years, 247 million in July. Yep. So 
it, it's, it seems likely one of those two things will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the five year supermax. Nope. And it's um well he's I'm sorry, not supermax. He's no longer supermax eligible, but he's you know, five years, two hundred forty seven million yeah. might as well be supermax because that's that's super to money. That's super money to most people. Uh, so I love that, you know, they kind of have that those two options if they want to do a two year and then kind of think about it in two years or they can throw the money at Pascal if they're lo- loving the way he looks. And um, I'm trying to think I had one other thing here. Oh, yeah. Jake, you mentioned Raptors team. Chris Boucher is the only one still remaining from that <laughs> team now on the Raptors. And they have uh, a, a completely new look. And. And uh, yeah, I think I think it is a win-win for both teams, though. Things change fast in the NBA, that's for sure. I mean, that's it's it's a crazy it's a crazy thing. But yeah, wait, I'm interested to see what the Raptors do. Definitely, definitely want to see where they go from here. But Siakam, that I have a feeling that there's a handshake, wink, wink already. That yeah, you're getting you're gonna get our five years, two forty. Yeah, I sure. think that's that's you know yeah. how, why you make this deal, right? Yeah. You would you wouldn't make this deal unless you're like we're locking this guy up long term. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. also you know that that's a, that's a nice you know I guess gesture to Tyrese Halliburton too, being like, hey, we're in win now mode. This is no longer yep. a mm-hmm. rebuilding team. You are our superstar. We want to build around you. We want to get talented players around you. So we're going to bring in another star to play with you because you've proven yourself. You've made everyone around you better these past two years. This is not a team that I, I think, you know, maybe outside of me because I've been one of the most biased Pacers, you know, lover <laughs> for the past couple of years. But you ask any, you know, any knowledgeable basketball fan the past couple of years, no one really probably would have expected the Pacers to be in this type of position a year and a half ago. Where it's like, yeah, they're trading no. for a star because they want to win now. They're ready to trade away future draft picks because they, they they think we have a team that's going to be competitive enough to at least make runs or to get new players, to at least be you know competitive in the playoffs trying to make a run every single year. That's, that's, that's a big win for Pacers. That's a big win. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, you got to be feeling good if you're an Indiana basketball fan. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm just excited to see Pascal for the first time in uh blue and yellow and excited for Hallie to get back and see those two in action. We can roll on to the rest of the news here. Not as none as exciting as that. You know, we had to open with a big trade, but we did have Embiid and the Joker go at it last night. Embiid getting the best of Jokic this time. And then did we have Troel Embiid? Was he trolling last night at the end of the game when he told the reporter that he went up to the Joker and told Jokic that he was the best player um, in the league. Embiid's giving that credit to Joker after he dropped 40, a 40-point 40 double-double and secured the win. Um, let me ask you guys, was this Troel Embiid? Was he trolling or is this JoJo showing his respects? I, I think it's a mix. I, 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 I truly believe with Embiid that it, it's like, I think he thinks he's the best player in the league now, right? He got his MVP finally. Mm-hmm. He's playing like the MVP once again. But he's also saying like this guy is too. And I think it's Embiid kind of saying that like we are the two best players in the league right now. Like obviously, you know, you have the face of basketball. Still LeBron James is there. There's a lot of exciting players in the league as well. Giannis Tatum, Luka, et cetera, Durant. But Right now, I mean, you look at the past three, four years, it's been Embiid and Jokic who have just put up the numbers every single year. Now Embiid's got the team success to go with it too. 
And I think mm-hmm. it's just him just kind of saying something like, yeah, you know what? This is, a, this is a little bit of a rivalry right now between between me and Jokic. I'll, 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 I'll give him his respect. I'll call him the best player. But we know who the best player is this year. Like in his head, he knows yeah. who the best player is. But he's going to bring it up because he wants people talking about it, I think. And you know what? Last night, Embiid was better than Jokic. So what was it? 41-7-10? Yeah. and 10? I mean, this, that's the thing that has been blowing my mind this year with Embiid. His playmaking ability is unbelievable. Yeah, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Man. Unbelievable. It, 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 it seems like it literally gets better every game. And, every um, game. The one-handed passes he does now. I mean, he's just such a big body. It, it's crazy. Yeah. He holds the ball up, and he just has the court vision now. I mean, it's crazy that I'm saying this, but Embiid is turning into Shaquille O'Neal if he could shoot. And like if he had, you know, that playmaking ability, which Shaq wasn't like free that. Throws, yeah. But yeah, but it's just like it's it's crazy how talented Embiid is. And and to me, it's one of those things where I think, you know, not got a bad rap, but he 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 had a lot of like a lot of tough situations in Philly so far in his career. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like he's playing freely. He likes this team, everyone's buying in, and it's it's hard to argue now that there's a better basketball player right now in the NBA than Embiid. It really I- is. I will. The one thing I will mention on this, because you made a lot of great points there about Embiid and his playmaking. And I don't think there's a more skilled player in the league for the size he is. And like you guys saying, the playmaking ability, which I think Nick Nurse really has tapped into that playmate and been like and empowered yes, Embiid. Absolutely. Like there, there's so much that I want to give credit to this Sixers team, to Nick Nurse. Like this is what they should have always been, honestly. But the thing I will have to say is, uh, they did it. And during the broadcast last night, Adam Lefko comes on. It's in the second quarter. He does his, uh, this is whatever DraftKings or FanDuel segment. And then he always asked the question to the commentators. He asked Stan Van, he's like, hey, who would you rather have, Joel Embiid or Jokic? And Stan Van took Jokic right away. And he's like, and I have to say that he has performed better in the playoffs. And that's really what it comes down to for Embiid. You're 41, yeah. 10, and 7. Sure, do it in January, on yeah. January 17th against Jokic and say, and, you know, Give Jokic that credence, even if you really think you're the best player in the league. But you're not going to be the, and that, maybe that's why I think he's taking. He was serious because Embiid knows that he's not going to get judged on what he's doing now against Jokic. Right. It's going to be what he does in April, May, and June when he faces the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, and then if they maybe can get past those teams, whoever they would face in the in the NBA Finals. That's what we're. Embiid, like, that's what we're talking about with his legacy at this point. He's going to go down as one of the best players of this generation, one of the best centers of all time. Oh, yeah. But is he going to be, is he going to be like, you know, a guy that we talk about, like Charles Barkley, who never, who was super talented, but never got the ring? Like, I don't, don't know if that's the case. I think Doc Rivers held them back a lot. And I, I'm interested to see what this team will look like in the playoff because I think they'll be more mentally strong. And especially without James Harden, you know how I feel, how we all feel about that too. And not and him not infecting that team when it comes to a playoff game. But that's all it is for me with Embiid at this point. Like, yeah. I think he's the most, if not one of the most talented players in the league. But he knows he has to deliver when it counts late in the season. And it's not just, it's not just like a mental thing with him. It's also his body breaking down. Like he he gets tired. He wears down a lot throughout the year. We we talked about it last week with him. Maybe he could be MVP, but he might not reach that 65 mark. There's a lot of guys that the awards, the awards once we get to the end of the year and all NBA teams could look kind of crazy with that yeah. 65 game rule. But that's what it comes down to for me. Like I, I'm still going to give it to Joker because we just saw what he did, you know, the last couple of years and especially last year. 
Well, it's crazy, right? Embiid wins the MVP. Joker's like, all right, I'll just win the finals and the finals MVP. Like, <laughs> you, you can have your regular season award. I won two of those. I'll, I'll just win the finals this year. But I, I think you're right, right? I think until Embiid wins the finals, it's you can still always argue, like, I'd just rather have Joker. And I think I would, too. But yeah. I, Embiid's impressed me a lot. I will say that. Before, I didn't think it was that close. It's a lot closer than I think I gave it, you know, credit to it for oh, last year. Yeah, yeah. I think the nod that you can give to Embiid this year, without a doubt, is just that he's having the better season right now. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't, I don't think there's any denying that. And you know, kind of to answer my own question at the beginning of that, I think, I think Embiid's comment was a combination of a nod of respect and also just kind of putting everyone else on notice. Like, hey, this is. Me and this guy who's playing across from me who are, you know, doing this at the at the top of the league, night in, night out. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think it, trolling, no, but maybe a, a subtle jab, but also a little bit of respect at the same time. Yeah, probably. And that's just – that's on brand for Embiid, right? Um, so, yeah, it was, it was cool to see those two battle last night. The next piece of news, it, we might as well just change the news and notes to – Grizzlies getting screwed with injuries because Desmond Bain is out at least six weeks, and I'm hurt by this, man. This sucks. This sucks for Grizz fans. This sucks. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a lost season, right? There's there's really nothing else for the Grizzlies at this point. I mean, I was watching uh, their game the other night, and Vince Williams was one of their top scorers. It's like, ah, you know, it's fun to watch him play, but shouldn't be your top scorer. Jaron Jackson shouldn't be getting doubled every every possession down the court because you don't have other weapons on offense. It, it, it's it's tough. Um, I, I, like I said, I said this last week with Jaws injury, even more so now with Bain, you just got to rest up and just look at next year. Be like, we, we've we've seen what this team can do when fully healthy. This is a lost year. No one get no one else get hurt. Just play basketball, go through the motions. Don't do anything crazy. Don't blow up anything. Just focus on next season because you still have a good core. It's just, it just sucks. It, it's, it's really tough. Yeah, man. We, you know, I wish Desmond Bain a speedy recovery, and um, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to call it a lost season in January, but I think you're right, man. Like, yeah. it's like, what can you do when you lose Marcus Smart? You lose Desmond Bain. John Morant's out for the year. Uh, you started the season by losing Stephen Adams, who's kind of already your anchor. You know, chemistry glue guy. Like, it's just. And they lost their backup center, Brandon Clark. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's just yeah, they got the bug, man. They got it bad. Um, hopefully, you know, if you're a Grizzlies fan, you can adopt uh, a different team. And um, I won't be mad if it's the Celtics. You guys can come hang out for the season. <laughs> um, we talked about Philly. We talked about new look Philly without Harden. So let's talk about James Harden. One is thoughts fellas <laughs> good luck good, good luck clippers good good luck, luck. Like clippers have, you know what I, clippers have been playing well lately they have they've been playing very very good basketball lately but you know what i've heard this too many i've heard this this is the boy who cried wolf right i want a long-term deal i'm locked in here and then one thing goes wrong and james harden wants out so good luck 
Just good luck. I don't, I don't it, Donnie, this is the thing. This is the problem with James Harden. He can say anything, and I won't believe him. Yeah, any anything can come out of his mouth. He say whatever he wants. I will not believe him. Yeah, JBC. He is the system. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, the system likes a new home every five or six months. It feels like. So I, I don't know. He, if he likes it there, sure, whatever. I but I don't trust him. I don't believe him. Do you believe him that he truly wants a long term deal? I think he wants a long-term deal, but he's 34 years old, guys. Do you want to see James Harden getting paid? Like, if you're the Clippers, are you really wanting to page 37-year-old James Harden $60 million to pay a year? I'm 34 years old James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's what it comes down to. And I I think they're going to do it because – did you guys see the clips yesterday of the of Steve Ballmer and the Intuit Dome and the wall that they're – and everything? Like, they're going – all out with this Clippers, the Clippers arena, and trying to make the Clippers in Inglewood like a, a thing. And I guess having James Harden will help that. But we'll like it, it really is it just all going to depend on what they do in April? Because like if James disappears again, and Paul George disappears again, and Kawhi is Kawhi's good, but like Kawhi, who knows what what, what kind of health he's going to be in by the end right. of the season. You got Anthony Edwards out there chirping him while he's on the field, calling him old ass Kawhi Leonard, which is just not, not, not great vibes for that. Like, it really depends on what this team does later in the season and in the playoffs. And I, I hate to just keep bringing it back up to them, but with James Harden, that's the only thing you can mention. Like, if you didn't mention the playoffs, James Harden's one of the best players we've ever seen, like in our lives. But that's the thing that carry that he carries around with him, and I think I don't like. I see why the Clippers will do it, and they probably will offer him the deal. But man, a thirty-seven-year-old, sixty-million-dollar James Harden just sounds doesn't sound like how I would build my team. Not even on two K would I would I make a deal like that. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know. If there's a world where I would think that that's a good idea, but it's it's interesting to think about like what the Clippers like with an aging core, like how, how well do you think you can really do? Like how far do you think you can really go with this team and with James Harden as the system? <laughs> that it's part of the system. I don't want it to be part of the system, but I mean, like, like I said, I, it's, I don't believe a word out of his mouth and I can't trust him. So it's like, why would you trust him long-term at that point? Right? Like we, he, what, look at his track record, Jake. It does it like he's 30. You said he's 34 years old, but look at his track record. Does it give you any, any type of confidence that it's like, oh, if we get this guy a long-term deal, he's going to stick around or he's going to buy in for however many years we sign him for? Absolutely not. Nope. And, you know, it's one of those things like the Clippers are winning games right now. They look fantastic. They're playing great. They're flying up the Western Conference standings. I believe they're in fourth place now, only two and a half games back of the Timberwolves. What happens when maybe Kawhi gets hurt? He's out for a few games. And maybe the Clippers lose five or six. What's the attitude like then, James Harden? Do you what? Do you still want to be like a long term deal? Because I don't know with this guy. I really don't. And it's it. And if I'm the Clippers, I'm a team that is just look on paper has been one of the best teams in the league for three, four years now. On paper, and you just can't get it done. You can't get it done. You keep falling short. It's like you really think signing James Harden long term is going to be the way to do it. And on top of that. There's something that we haven't mentioned even about this is that James Harden is right in line with a lot of guys in their contract years. But we see guys in contract years 
ball out. They play nice. They do all these things. They try to get the big contract. What does James Harden look like? Is he going to show up in shape, ready to go next year? If they, if they like, do you do you really think that they could count on that? Like the best version of James. Like this is probably the best version of James Harden you're ever getting. So to pay like to pay him is really paying for past performance. Like, you, and he's I also past his prime. That exactly. He's like, way past his prime. I don't understand how you could it's give him five years. It's not getting any better. I don't but who, and who's going to give him five years? That's what that's what the interesting thing about the report is. It's like, yeah, of course James wants to stay there long term and get five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure he does. I would give him two and an option. Like, and that's that's all you could – that's the most I would give him. Yeah. Like, extend him into age 36 and see what he looks like then. This is not a guy who's coming to the year in shape, and it's not – like, when you start getting up there in age, it's harder to play yourself in shape and harder to just – acclimate yourself as the season goes on and it's not like they have young guys to carry them like they like paul george is aging Kawhi, like i don't know what their ages are i'm gonna get that up quick but it's like this is one of the older cores in the league paul george is 33 himself exactly (laughs) i mean and Kawhi, like i believe he's i think he's 33 too 32 years old yeah like that's not usually what you build around is three guys no. and going into their mid thirties. So it's kind of a win now move. So to give him five years would be crazy. So there's probably some PR from from Harden's side being like, I'm just happy, give me the money. Like and it and it is convenient. Yeah, but I don't timing. trust that. That's the thing. I don't trust oh, it. You shouldn't. And I think the timing is extremely convenient that it happened on the day that they announced the dome, like the dome mm-hmm. into a dome progress and mm-hmm. showed all the things and everything. Like, yeah, James, like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll yeah. be the name. I'll be the name that you can throw up there and be on the poster <laughs> on the big thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's it for 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 big game James. The next biggest thing we got to talk about here is the Phoenix Suns last night. Bro. The Suns last night go on a thirty-two to eight run in like eight minutes or something, eight or nine minutes. Come back from down twenty-two, end up beating the Kings. And this is this is with the big three finally together on the court. We've seen them a couple times, but this is wasn't really even like, the big three though. Why they won? It was Grayson Allen. I know. Well, yeah, it was Grayson yeah, Grace, Allen. He Grace had Allen, nine threes. Nine threes. He had twenty nine <laughs> points, and and really carried them through that thing. But to see that team, like we haven't really been able to see them fully weaponized and mm-hmm. see them at their at their full potential. And I think. That's a great point by you because their full potential is you have to pay so much attention to these three guys that a guy like Grayson Allen can have so much freedom and go off on this team. But even if not, like this team to, to be able to go on that run in that amount of time is something I've, I don't think I've seen that in recent, like the Warriors in, in the, the 2016 Warriors are like the only team I could think of that could go yeah. on a scoring run like that. And, and, and the craziest part about it is Grayson Allen led the team in field goal attempts, right? That's that's the craziest part. You got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker on your team, and Grayson Allen led the team in field goal attempts, which is which is wild. This is this is interesting. The Suns have won three straight. I really want to just see the, this big three play together consistently because that's how you're going to build the chemistry. That's how you're going to see what you're going to get. But it's no surprise. Like the Suns have been struggling so far this year, and. They rip off three wins. I, I'll give them two wins because they played the Trailblazers in one of them. That's not that's not really a win for me. That's just kind of like a run through practice when you play the Trailblazers at this point. But they're finally starting to string together some wins. They're finally starting to get themselves back into a playoff position. 
I just want to see more of it, Jake. I, I, I just, I just want to see more of, of these guys playing together because it doesn't feel like Booker hasn't had his best season. Durant was great when everyone's out, and now it feels like he's being a little more passive, a little more conservative. And, and it's like I feel like Katie's got to be the one to step up of of these big three guys. Um, but we'll see. I just want to see him healthy. I just want to see him play together because I, I still think that the uh, the Phoenix Suns are one of the most dangerous teams in the West if they're fully healthy going into the playoffs. And I don't think you can't argue that. I don't I don't think you can argue that the Suns are any no one would want to face the Suns. No top seed, even if they had home home court advance, would want to face the uh the Phoenix Suns. No, Portland catching straights, they deserve a JBC. Yeah, they, they, they deserve have been every absolutely straight. terrible. They deserve every straight. But yeah, the the Phoenix Suns, I mean they won three straight, they're finally starting to click, but we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. It, it's uh, they're the most interesting team, I think, to me in the second half of this year because if they're full, if they're finally healthy and trying to get their chemistry, like their journey to being a contender and seeing where they end up in this really a wide open Western Conference right now. Like if you look yeah. at that West standings, it's it's oh, a it's lot close. of good teams. Yeah, like there's I what is it five games between one and seven right now? I think or one, one and six. one and seven, five and a half. Phoenix Suns are the eight seed right now, six and a half back. I mean, yeah, they, how they high can, do you think they can climb? They could climb to the top three. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's and it's it's going to be a great playoffs to see like how these teams match up with each other and everything else. And the matchups are really going to be depend like the how the Western side of the bracket breaks out is really going to be dependent on matchups, mm-hmm. which is kind of how it was last year. Uh, like yeah. with like with the Lakers making their run, it was really dependent on them, you know, getting the Warriors and be, just being a bad matchup for that Warriors team. So we'll see, we'll see what the Suns, uh, what the Suns do. But the Suns are at full strength. I don't know. I think maybe the Nuggets can give them trouble, but I feel like they're going to be favored in a lot of those series. Like the Thunder too. Don't get me wrong. The Thunder have been. You think the Suns should be favored over the Thunder? I, I, that's what I mean. I don't. If, if the tough. Thunder's like what three seats on six seed, then you think with home court, Thunder would be or Suns would be favored to win the series. I don't think they'd be favored against the Nuggets. I think they'd be favored against Minnesota, but I don't know. Minnesota, the Minnesota thing when it comes to like playoff time and their series prices and everything's gonna be really interesting because yeah, the I Gobert factor, so like yeah. the Gobert playoff factor, is real and we've seen it happen before with these teams. And this is a better team than the, he's ever been on. I think. I think that's completely fair to say with the way that they're playing this year but yeah i, I don't know the, the thunder series is interesting though because you have the kd back in okc thing where it's i'd also you know. love to see clippers Suns first round oh that yeah. would be that would be a fun one because be potentially you're taking out one of the teams that i think you know coming into the season people have said probably one of the best teams in the west yeah top you know two or three so it's, I don't know. It's going to be a good time. Dunny, are you here? Can you hear us? Oh, ah. looks like he's back. He looks, I don't you know. look he good. looked back. He, he looked looks back. great. He's looking looking good. The, the goatee and the beard's looking good. He's got the UNC hat going, but we'll, we'll try to get Dunny back in here. We, we, we might have a draft here at the end. We might not. We'll see what happens. But let's Dunny's go to got Draymond. that Portland Trailblazers internet, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got that Portland Trailblazers internet. <laughs> Listen, the weather, the weather in the world, right? The weather in the Northeast and the Midwest right now is brutal. So I can't imagine that the internet is working with anybody. It's It's been a mess. 
uh it's it's currently it's a balmy 17 degrees today in chicago which is the warmest day we've had in the last five days might as well go out and tan after that i thought about it i'm not gonna lie i know i know back home in western new york it's only expected i think my brother texted me that there's one to three feet expected in south buffalo tonight so yeah (laughs) we're gonna get ahead again yeah just (laughs) just nice whatever winter is dumping on us but we're we're here to enjoy some hoops the draymond is back we were right. We yes. said that we, we expected him to be back by MOK Day, and he played that game on Monday, making his return. He addressed some trade rumors that he isn't worrying about thinking about himself in trade rumors. He brought it up on his show last night. But this is a Warriors team in disarray right now, still. Like they're still trying to find themselves, still trying to figure it out. Do you think Draymond will get moved, or do you think that Steph Steph is really the reason Draymond's still on this team? I, I don't think he gets moved. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. And I, I said this before too in the offseason. I don't think Draymond's ever going to get traded from this Warriors team. I feel like Steph Curry and Draymond Green are gonna be the like the two that just retire Warriors. Like yeah. they're just gonna go down with the ship. And it's one of those things where I, I don't think like a, either of them would want to leave, right? right? And B, I also don't think that like it would kind of be fair to either of them after everything mm. they've done. Like, and in my mind, like with Draymond, I know there's a lot off the court and everything, but when we go back and we think of this Warriors dynasty, you think Steph Curry, you think Draymond Green, you think Clay Thompson, right? Obviously, Durant had his moment in there, Iguodala, but I think Clay is number three, like in order when you think of these this Warriors dynasty team. Mm-hmm. I really do think of like Steph and Draymond. If if we're gonna go back talk about this Warriors team and Steph loves Draymond, Draymond loves Steph. They they love the Warriors, and it's one of those things. I just think the Warriors they're gonna see if these pieces work. If not, they're just gonna ride out their careers, plug in some other guys. And the Warriors have like players on their team. They're not the worst team in the league. They're not a laughing stock. They're not as good as they should be, but. Draymond's back. He's just gonna play. He's just gonna play with the Warriors. I don't think he gets traded at all. I really don't. I'm. I, I would be more shocked Draymond gets traded than Clay Thompson. Poor I, people are so mean to Clay Thompson, man. Like the dude. I like, know. There's no way. Like there's no reason to expect him to not be washed up. At this point. I, 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 get, <laughs> I get that, but I'm just saying. I think the Warriors would. No, just I'm not saying you were being mean. To, I'm not yeah. saying you were being mean to Clay. I'm just saying the internet is so mean to Clay Thompson right now. And it's like, yes. I mean, he talks a lot. He, he brings it on. I was gonna say. He did say it was also going to be his best season yet. <laughs> he, did, he, did. he does, yeah, he, he does deserve you, some of it. With what but you have to, like, when you know you're washed, the only way to be good is if you have extreme self belief, which is something that Clay Thompson has always had is, is belief in his skills. But yeah, like, he has brought it on himself a lot. He's talked a lot of shit over the years. Uh, yeah, it's. JVC, the guy does it to himself. Yeah, he he's he's an, or, he's an ornery guy. He, yeah, he really absolutely. is. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Draymond is. If I'm thinking the Warriors, it's going to be Steph and Draymond, and then Clay is like the as the third banana with that team because I don't think this team would be able to do what they've done without Draymond's unique skill set. And then we're obviously going to mention all the antics and, and everything else as the story of Draymond. The story of Draymond. Once they're all retired and we get all the real stories afterwards and Draymond unleashed and then other people unleashed about Draymond. Dude, gonna Draymond's going to be one of those... be talking so much. <laughs> when ret- I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I will say the the one trade rumor I did see last week was Andrew Wiggins rumored to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I did see Manifest Wiggins. Destiny. 
I saw Wiggins with a few teams, rumored within a few yeah. teams, and I, I could definitely see that one. Somebody yeah. would take Draymond, LOL, LOL. Someone would. Well, I think someone would. I don't think the Warriors would trade him, yeah. especially like because I don't think they get a huge return either. But I think someone would definitely want Draymond. And the only instance I would see Draymond leaving the Warriors, and I think this would still be a few years from now, telltale end of his career. You know it's his final season, and it's like they're like, all right, just go with a contender for the, the end of the year. Yeah, I could see that. They should ship him to Detroit. That'd be that'd be the funniest thing. Send him back home. He can yeah. he can he can be the leader of the organization. Get those get those guys in shape. That's that's what we need. We need Draymond in Detroit. But yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting situation. Dunny, are you here with us? We may we may postpone our. Donnie got the internet working for like a minute to come and say a comment about the Warriors, <laughs> and now and now he's back out. We're hoping, we're hoping he can come back. But like I said, Donnie's got that Trailblazers internet, man. It's tough. It is. It's it, tough. Listen, it's been a week. It's been a week here for the for the Happy Hour Hoops podcast with Donnie's internet. I am currently without a phone. Uh, Steve is buried in, snow in snow. globe right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just we're powering through though. That's what we, that's what it is in the new year here. Powering through. There's a there's some fun games coming up tonight. Let's let's touch on that. We'll give Dunny a couple more minutes here, and then we'll we'll head out uh, if we can't get him back. And there's a couple fun games tonight. The yeah. Cavs hosting oh, yeah. the Bucks. Interesting matchup. Your Mavericks playing the the Lakers. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Set, uh, an early start. In LA, Luke is a game time decision. I haven't. I'm checking to see right now if there's any uh, news because you know we'll see. I would I love to out. see Luca play. Is he confirmed out now? I, Still uh, questionable. Still questionable versus the Lakers right now. Okay, game time but decision. Yeah, I, game I, time I, decision. Still questionable. And so, so we'll are see. so is LeBron and Anthony Davis. Which oh, ABC- I, that doesn't. They're always they're always questionable. They have never not been questionable in the past like three years. Before a Lakers game, <laughs> it's always questionable. You check. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Jake. You check the injury report every single time before the Lakers play. Anthony Davis, LeBron, questionable. They're playing. They're gonna be playing. They get just questionable. It's it is a uh, it is like clockwork. Absurd. It is like clockwork. So yeah, we'll see if the. I mean, here's the thing: is the NBA likes to have their stars play, and these Wednesday ABC games are new yeah. this year. Uh, trying to get the that double header broadcast, so I'd be I'd be hard pressed uh, to not see them, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting night of hoops. We've got also on the docket the Boston Celtics, Wemby's first trip to Boston. That'll yeah. be interesting to see. The Rockets and Knicks should be a, that should be a fun. That's a fun game, in, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun one. And then Heat uh, Raptors is another one. I've just been enjoying watching this new Raptors team now to see them without Pascal will be a little yeah. different, but I'm I'm excited to watch this new Raptors team. I've I've liked watching Barrett and quickly play. So Heat Raptors is always is always gonna be a fun one. And then you know I've been I've been hate I think these are the two coldest teams I've ever seen. Nets Trailblazers. Nets Trailblazers is the nightcap. That's what that's what we get. And it Not looks great. like well, the one like, in the Jazz game got postponed. Yeah, I just Warriors. saw that. Yeah, Jazz Warriors I think just that got postponed due to some uh, 
believe they're having some weather out there in Utah too. Yeah, probably weather. I would have I would have guessed uh, maybe an illness, but Gobert's no longer on the Jazz. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to be weather related. Magic yeah. Hawks too, kind of a sneaky game. Hawks. Hey, if you're checking out the Win Streaks app right now, you get more points taking the Magic. Better record. Hawks are the favorite team, but the Orlando Magic man, they 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 keep winning these road games. That they shouldn't win. Um, so the Magic have been such a fun team. I I think the Magic, in my personal opinion, probably the biggest surprise team so far this year in a positive way, where I thought that they would be improved. I didn't think they'd be a playoff team that's you know playing well against other good teams in their conference. So Magic Hawks, another fun one, you know. And, JBC, and, and you know, JBC did put in the comments here. That's right. The the. Uh, sending prayers to the Golden State Warriors with their coach who's hospitalized oh, right that's now. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's so that's right. why. That's probably and, why. Yeah. Um, so we'll we're sending our best wishes to there, yeah. but that makes complete sense. No need to play a basketball game in that scenario. Yeah. That makes but, sense um, why it's postponed. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of great games on the box. We have LOLO is very upset that we're we're not giving the Nets their their respect here. Now thoughts on Cam's shot at the end of the game the other day. I mean, hey, he's a walking bucket, bro. <laughs> he's gonna shoot one way or another. He's gonna shoot. No, but the Nets have been, dude. They've been ice cold lately. Nets started yeah. off great, and then I don't know. They, they kind of the fall apart. I wish they'd start Cam Thomas. Lol. Well, I wish they'd start Cam. I'm tired of Cam Thomas coming off the bench. I'm tired. It's the same thing that happened with uh, the Pacers with Mathurin last year where they'd be down 15 in the first quarter, midway through the first quarter. Mathurin would come off the bench. Same thing this year. Cam Thompson comes off the bench, scores 10 points. Next thing you know, you got a five, six-point game. Just start the guy. I know his defense isn't the best, but start him. I love Mikael Bridges, too. I, you're trying to call me out. I don't love Mikael Bridges. We love Mikael Bridges. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, Nets, the Nets need more. And I like Nick Claxton, too. I like the play. It's just not working. It really just isn't working for the Brooklyn Nets. And it's tough because I, I I thought this Nets would be a sneaky playoff team. They started off the year all right, but it just feels like they have no identity. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting for the return of Ben Simmons. Maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe ben, the Simmons, return. ben Simmons played as much basketball as he put in time to return high video. Bro, He'd be one of the I, best players in the league. Did I send you one of the best tweets I saw was I, I forget it was some meme basketball basketball account. They see Ben Simmons with their turn. It's like all this guy does is return. He does nothing else but return. But the Nets need some kind of spark. They do. Defense is falling apart, and, and that's we're at that an area year, where Ben Simmons helps. Yeah, so. and we're at that time of the year where teams are they're real either. Either they hate each other or they're feeling like they're out of it and the effort level is going to start going yep. down and going up for these teams. I will say, I don't understand, you know, I, I'm a noted Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I'm a Brooklyn Nets supporter. Obviously, my dad's a Nets fan. So those are my two teams that I follow the, uh, closer than anybody else, along with uh, LeBron and the Lakers. But what did the fans of Paris do to deserve to get Cleveland and Brooklyn last week? Because I was excited. Don't get me wrong. Like, I work from home. It was nice to have the Cavs oh, nets man. on in the background. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, why is this game overseas right now? It didn't, didn't seem fair. Like, what? just send Wemby over. Give us, give us give us, Timberwolves Spurs. Give us Gobert and Wemby. What are we doing here? And if it wasn't for, like, a track meet in the fourth quarter where the teams didn't really care, that was one of the most boring basketball games. <laughs> it was horrible. It was, like, it was like 20, 20 to, like, 15 or something, like two minutes ago in the first quarter. I'm like, what am I watching? 
Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it's crazy that I say this all the time, Jake, because I know you watch them as most. The Cavs just want to keep playing old school basketball. Oh my you God, look yeah. at the Nuggets uh, Sixers game last night, 78 78 at halftime. Cavs may not get there until the fourth quarter. Yeah. They're playing it's, a different no, sport. That, that's They're a, playing a different it's sport. It's a fun game to play when you're watching box scores in the night. Guess if the mm-hmm. Cavs game is in the third quarter compared to a second quarter of another oh, game. Because usually there's... it's crazy. Usually you'll see like the Mavericks will have 70 points in the second quarter <laughs> and the Cavs have like 66 with two minutes left in the third. And you're like, bro, there's happening? multiple nights where halftime scores are higher scoring than the Cavs game at the end of three. Man, it is it's crazy. I, I, I was literally, I was on the phone with my brother, my dad last night and i was like i've never disliked watching a team that i that i love more than i dislike watching this Cavs team and it's not because they're bad like they're they're decent they're They're fine fine. but it's just the most boring team it's it's a lot of donovan mitchell who is good we know he's gonna leave like apparently the the Cavs' last ditch effort is trying to bring royce o'neill in to that's to that's gonna do it Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I guess homie. the little Utah Jazz, yeah, Utah Jazz chemistry it's, there. Yeah, it's 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 not it's an interesting time for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But yeah, it's, I was I was like, man, this is our Paris game. Like, really? It's weird that they played one game in Paris too. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you have them played two days? Right. Or have back to back? Or have I, multiple I, I, teams I over? Like, you got the one. I don't know. It was a weird time. But all right. Next week we'll bring our we're gonna next week we've got a nice show. We're gonna go over our win totals draft, which I totaled up our our guys be nice to Dunny next week. (laughs) He's had he had tough internet this week. He had even tougher win totals. I'm not gonna tell you which teams he took or when he took them. Just be nice next week. We will just say that it's a it's a two-man race between me and Steve right now. Dunny Dunny's locked in on that number one pick. He would need a he would need a historic turnaround. (laughs) He would he would need more than it because his teams are the ones that are falling apart with injuries and trades too. And but We'll also have the point guard, the all-time point guard draft, and we're gonna put all both. We're gonna put that up to the people to see who on the the point primary guard. position point guard. We have to build a starting five, yeah. so it's got it's got to kind of work chemistry wise, and you know yeah. you can't just have five shooters out there. No, you can't have just, five short guys. You you will yeah. be you'll be bullied. So we're gonna have to. We're gonna. It's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm just primary position our, point guard. We talked about this. No LeBron James. No, no LeBron James. No point guard LeBron. No point guard Giannis. None of these guys are. Just like I want to take the ball up at the end of the court. No point guard Jokic. No point guards. Do you think that Kyrie Irving will get drafted in this? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. Top 15 talented point guard all the time. You're telling me Kyrie's not there? Okay. Well, now I think we do. We should do a six-man too. I think we should add a six-man in Okay. There. So top 18. You're putting yeah, my point think, even more. Yeah. But not only that, I mean, we're talking about if we're doing just point guards, right, defense is going to be – probably the hardest so you want to take some guys who can drive who's a better like driving point guard than Kyrie Irving it's tough man it's, it, maybe a couple who do you think I, we don't know who the first pick's gonna be uh JVC said Kobe White which you might be right, right. Hey, hey, Kobe I, White will be on he'll be on the board he might not be taken but you know what? I'll give Kobe White respect he's been dominating this he's year been awesome. if it was you know what JBC I'll give you this if it was just this season and not all-time point guards Kobe White might be picked he might, he might be, be yeah. picked. If he's it was definitely... current point guards for this season, he might be picked. What but are the odds for most time... improved player this year? Is Kobe White running away with that? I, I haven't I looked at it, but he's got to be up there, right? Uh, who who I mean, else would who else would come to mind? Yeah, I'm trying I to even think. I mean, maybe guys. like uh, Sam Merrill, of course. <laughs> Sam Merrill, Halliburton, <laughs> I guess, could be considered. Yeah, but I, I hate doing most improved of a guy who's like okay. 
Maxi is the leader in the clubhouse. He's minus two twenty right now, so he's he's cooking. Yeah, Kobe no, White's a plus nineteen hundred. So I mean, not low odds at the moment. Sengun's the only one, the oh, only one Sengu- contending. Yeah. He's plus two eighty, and then Scotty Barnes is plus sixteen hundred. He's the third. Uh, you can't give odds. it to Scotty one rookie of the year, two years. I know. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese Maxi makes sense. He's he is. He's Maxi makes into, sense. Uh, we're not going to ban Steve. I'm sorry, JBC. We Ma- can't ban Steve. I understand. Maxi makes sense, but I think it was more so that Maxi was hurt a little bit last year too, right? He didn't come right back into the starting lineup, but when he played, like he showed the talent. Sengun's yeah. not a bad. Sengun's not, not a bad choice. one. Kobe, Kobe has been a joy to watch this year. And it, it's like this is exactly like I feel like you and I both watched him at North Carolina and figured this is yep. who he was going to be once he got to yeah. the league, obviously. And so I think he's just finally. Got a role. I mean, that team's been loaded up with guards for years. So he finally has some like and he plays like big for a point guard, too, right? He's not afraid to get physical. He's not afraid to like get the rebounds, like drive to the lane. Sengun greater than Luca PG. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love Sengun. I will I will not turn against Sengun. He's been unbelievable. The Rockets are a joy, man. That's why I'm excited that's for that Knicks Rockets game tonight. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a high-level basketball game. So uh, the, the Knicks have been playing such fun games too. Like I feel like every Knicks game is just an instant classic. It really feels like the that Knicks. Way. The Knicks are the Knicks are really fun. They're going to be. We were talking. We didn't mention them at all with that top four in the East. But that if there's a Knicks Pacers first round series, do you imagine the rivalry renewed with these That'd two teams? Be It'd be a hell of a series. All right, we're going to get out of better here. start Obi Toppin if that's the series. Oh, you that's better. true. Um, but you still got time. There's a lot of games starting at 7:30 and yep. later on tonight. Download the Win Streaks app. Uh, it's simple. You pick the teams, you win, you accumulate points. It's free to play. Free to play. No, you don't have to make a deposit. Yep. Don't have to put any money in. This is a free app. You make five picks per day on any of the any of the games. 100 players win cash prizes up to $2,000. Contest runs Monday to Sunday, so restarts Monday. So if you, you're having a rough week. You get to start it over. Remember, no deposits only. If you refer friends, you win an additional 50% of what they win. So if you got some smart friends, you want to get them in there, uh, use our code HHH. We just gave away a $50 game time gift card again. We're going to have more giveaways throughout the year, whether it be game time, some jerseys, some some memorabilia, some NBA NBA goodies. Like We got we got stuff lined up, so stay locked in. We're, we're rounding into it, as we were talking about. It was probably the worst Super Wild Card weekend of my recent memory of football Crazy. games. It's basketball season. I was locked in. I was locked in fully. College basketball, basketball on Saturday too. Yes, sir. The great, great Texas A and M Kentucky game. But, Tennessee and Georgia was a good game on Saturday. There's been there's been some great some really good games. Penn State so, upsetting Wisconsin last night. So many upsets. You see last week how many top ten teams yeah. lost. Crazy. We're we're at the 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 best part of basketball season. This is really where it starts to get going. And you know what, Jake, it would, it wouldn't be a nice little happy hour hoops. If I didn't give the people probably a losing win streaks pick. So I'm going to start college basketball here. I'm not going to give the whole card. I don't want to give that whole card away. I got, I got Belmont 57 points. there at home Ooh. against Northern Iowa, Belmont home, get, getting more points than 50. Come on. Give me Belmont. Belmont's always good. It's one of those teams. You don't even need to know college basketball. Just know Belmont's going to be like a 25 win team every yep. single year. They may, they'll probably make the tournament by winning their conference. Got Belmont. And then we got to go, we got to go NBA. I don't care if it's a game time decision. He's playing tonight. And if he doesn't, you know, my Kyrie's going to go off math, Ooh. 63 points, non-biased, non 
bias. I'm going to put the non-bias stamp on that one right there. <laughs> Mavs, Belmont, and cover yours for this one, Jake. Last one I'm giving out, the Bucks. The Bucks oh, no, there. that's – hey. The Bucks I, are getting – they're getting 54. You're getting more points with the Bucks than the Cavs. I agree. Take the Bucks. Now, the, the Cavs have – the one thing about the Cavs is they've played the Bucks well over the last – They have. Years. Like, it's very well. It's going to be a ward. In it. Like, ESPN knew what they were doing with that game because that's – Absolutely. It's been some good matchups right now. Uh, right now, six minutes into the only game, it's a tie game between the Pistons and the Timberwolves. Oh, tune in, everybody. Pistons going for a win. Take that live. Take that live to the Wolves live. We called, you know what? We called the Pistons next win. What was it, two weeks ago? We said they were going to beat the Wizards. And sure enough, there they go. Giannis is out tonight. Oh, Dame time. Dame time. Dame time. I don't care. Dame time. If you're in Cleveland, tickets as low as $8. To get into get in the door, so get get over to Rocket Mortgage Field. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Thank you, thank you all for joining, ladies and gentlemen. Download the Win Streaks app using code HHH for Jake for Steve. Or that's myself for Steve for Dunny. This is Jake. Have a great night, folks. See you guys.